What is up guys, it is Justin here from the Fitness Business Blueprint and today I have a jam-packed episode where I wanna share with you some of the biggest lessons and insights gained from our recent, our most recent mastermind event. So if you don't know, the Fit Pros inside our business mentorship, we meet around eight times a year for a one-day uh, one mastermind session somewhere in the UK, usually in London, but we also go to some other cities now and then too. And um, every couple of months we get together and we do this and our clients fly in from all over and you know they, they tell us what their biggest problem is in business and we do a hot seat, which means pretty much everyone gets to solve that one person's problem and we get so much uh, insights out of it because we get to work one-on-one -on -one with them and also they get to learn from experience of the other fit pros uh, and this is an extremely valuable event each one is easily worth thousands of pounds of value to your business and those in our mentorship get uh, at least eight of these every year in addition to the three-day events that we hold for our mentor uh, mentees as well and that's why we have the most valuable business mentorship program on the entire market available for fitness business owners uh, hands down uh, with more interaction than ever so I just got uh, back from London where we held our last one in March 2019 so I just want to share a couple of the biggest things that came up now there were many different challenges we solved and different issues come up for different fitness business owners but if you trace it all back a lot of it stems from the same couple of things. There's a couple of things you're probably not doing which are leading to a lot of problems. And it's the old 80-20 rule or Pareto's principle which says that 20% of causes lead to 80% of outcomes, right? Or 20% of causes lead to 80% of the effects. Which means that in your business, and 80-20 is a rough number. It could be 70-30, could be 90-10, could be 95-5, but it's gonna be a, a heavily skewed one-way balance where what you'll find is probably about 20% of the tasks that you do are actually leading to 80% of your good results. Uh, you could say that 20% of your clientele are giving you the most money because they retain the longest and pay the most. On the other hand, we can also say then that 20% of the things you're doing or not doing are leading to 80% of your problems. And that's the common thing that we see. There are only a small handful of things that if you do them, and they're not, they're not little things by any means, but if you do these things, it will eliminate so many other problems for you and lead to so much more success. Now, I can tell you firsthand from years of experience, running multiple gyms, multiple teams, having multiple team meetings every week with different uh, you know, teams of trainers in different countries from the gyms that we run. The same issues regardless of if it's male, a male-dominated team or a female-dominated team, or if it's, it's, if it's a, a gym business in the UK or in Eastern Europe or wherever, or America, it doesn't make a difference. The, the co root causes are the same. The 20% of things that are going to give you the greatest impact on your business, not just in terms of growth and seeing amazing things happen, but also it's gonna alleviate and eliminate problems, common problems for you, 
before they even arise. And the 20% of things you have to focus on are what I call VCVC, vision, core values, and culture. That's vision, core values, and culture. And these things kind of all interwine into one thing, which I call VCVC. And this is actually the second module on our Fitness Business Blueprint program. So again, our Fit Pros go through a six module syllabus, which walks them step by step through launching, growing, systemizing, and marketing a fitness business from zero into multiple locations. And the Fitness Business Blueprint has six modules, but number two is all about VCVC. There are other modules like uh, systems and finance and building a team and marketing and things like that. And that's where people think the problems are. But actually, when you draw it back, like we did at this weekend's Mastermind event, you're actually gonna see that the problems, that the symptoms that manifest in your business, such as um, your trainers feeling entitled and demanding more money, such as those trainers not performing or doing as many tasks as they should and being very lazy after they've done their sessions. You know, being like, if you have trainers who act like spoiled teenagers, when you ask them to do something outside of the session, they uh, throw a tantrum and, then they, and they think that they deserve more money for the sessions. If you have problems such as poor finances, poor cash flow, if you're not being recognized as the number one solution on the market, if you have any, any level of toxicity in your business, like if you have a toxic culture, if you have toxic clients who are always complaining and gossiping and politicking in little groups, if you have toxic staff members who don't stick up for your company in, in, in hard times, uh, who go behind your back, who don't seem committed, all these problems, right, lack of a solid team, lack of solid marketing and branding, lack of systems in place, lack of direction. Lack of direction is a big one. So many of you fit pros, you're on the, seems like you're on a hamster wheel because you're like, you're, you're getting up in the morning, you're doing things, you're busy, but you're not productive because you're doing all the things and you go online and you see gurus telling you to do different things now different you know flavor tactics of the week and you collect all these tactics you hoard all this information and you just end up doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that and you end up actually not having getting anywhere your business doesn't move forward and then you think I'm putting all this effort in and getting nowhere what's the point and then you quit the program you're on or quit the coach you're working with and you start over somewhere else and that's exactly the same as your client who goes to a regular gym, goes on the treadmill, does boring, long, steady state cardio for 90 minutes a day, doesn't lose any weight, obviously, and they think the same thing. They're like, well, I'm putting all this effort in and all this time in, I'm being busy in regards to exercise, but I'm not getting anywhere, I'm not, I'm not getting results. And that's probably how you feel too, but you're making the same mistake as them. What would you tell that client or prospect? You would say, hey, you need to change up your training, right? If you put that time and energy into doing uh, full body exercises, interval training, weightlifting, then you'll be able to work out for half the time, put half the energy in, 
and you'll actually get triple the results. And they're only a couple of little tweaks away. That's what I mean, right? So it's the same thing in your business, exactly the same principle. You are trying to do the equivalent of steady state cardio by putting all your time and all your energy into all these different things, but you're not dealing with the foundational problem. And the foundational problem, much like your client's foundational problem, is they're not stimulating the metabolism, they have no goals, right? And they're using the wrong principles to succeed, or not using the principles of success, that's your problem too. And it's same thing in your business, right? You're, you don't have a vision laid out. There's no company vision. I know a vision is not make 10 grand a month. A vision is not get rich. That's personal goals. It's not a, it's not a company vision, right? Do you think Starbucks company vision was, you know, make tons of money? No, that was probably a goal, but it's not the vision. It's not the thing that excites everyone to wake up in the morning. Same thing with your client. They don't have a vision. They don't have a, a clearly defined outcome of what they want to do. So it doesn't matter what strategy they use because they're not tracking where they're going anyway. They have no indication of if they're going forward or not because there's no direction. Next is your core values. You need to set core values. Now, core values, they sound foo-foo, they sound wishy-washy, but they're actually dead important to your business if you want to go above five, 10 grand a month. And at some point, you'll believe me and start doing it, right? Core values are kind of like your guideposts. You say, right, we're on the way to this vision. You know, and our vision might be, we want to impact a thousand people's lives in our area, or we want to be the number one place for body and mind transformation in, in, the, in the southwest of London. Or your vision could be something like to be the, uh, one of the best transformation brands in the UK. Whatever your vision might be. It's got to be something big and uh, a direction for the company, not just for you or an individual, but something that is going to make an impact in everyone's life in the company and a vision needs to make an impact in the lives of the people it serves, right? Like uh, our vision, let's say, our vision statement at Fitness Business Blueprint is, to sum up in one word, it's to help fitness professionals like you to become wealthy and free or to create wealth and freedom for you and your family. That's my vision statement. My vision statement is not uh, for fit pros to join my mastermind or to get loads of money. My vision is about you, my customer. And same thing for you. Your vision is going to be about who you impact at such a big scale that your business is inevitably going to make you money and get featured in, uh, in celebrity media. But that's the vision. And the same way you don't have a bigger goal, there's nothing really inspiring you to get out of bed and push the company forward every day towards that vision. So you could do a whole day of work. You could work for eight hours straight. But at the end of that eight hours, if you, you do your sessions, you post on Facebook, you send out emails, you answer messages, you're doing repetitive tasks, you're putting out fires. But at the end of the day, when you settle down for bed at 10 p.m., if your wife or your husband or partner turned to you and said, honey, you worked hard today, yes? Yes, I was very busy, good. What did you do to get one step closer to achieving that company vision of, of, you know, being the biggest brand in the UK? And the answer for most of you is probably nothing most of the time. That's what I mean by you're busy but not productive. You're not moving the company forward. Same thing with your client. They don't have a goal, so there's nowhere to go. So you keep spinning your wheels, expending effort and getting no visible return. 
no quantifiable return. Next is the core values, like I said. So now you have a vision laid out. Your core values are the guiding principles that you want to be known for along the way. You could also look at core values as kind of like your principles or your boundaries. And, you know, this is how you maintain your integrity as a company. Because it's just as much about outlining what you will do to get there or what are the key things that are essential for you to achieve the vision. And also what things will you not do or not tolerate or not sacrifice. So, for example, you know, a core value might be we'll always operate with integrity and do what's right for the client. And if you had a core value like that, then basically every big decision in the company, and even the small decisions, would, would, would rather than kind of rack your brains over, do we do this? Do we take this opportunity? Do we do this or that? Instead of doing that, you can now run each decision through your core values, like a filter, and make sure it, it adheres to each of the core values. So for example, let's say, and, and I've, I've been, here, I'll, like, I'll, I'll give you a, a true story of where my lack of core values really let me down and, and made me feel ashamed. When years and years ago, I was starting off in my personal training studio and you know, I knew that things like Weight Watchers, uh, not Weight Watchers, um, uh, what's it called, Herbalife, like I didn't you know, have a good opinion of Herbalife products. I still don't, right? I don't think they're really required or necessary or essentially helpful in, in a proper weight loss body composition journey. And at the time, I, mean, I knew that, right? But when the opportunity inevitably arose, because you get pitched by a billion Herbalife reps, and they were telling about easy ways to supplement my income just by selling this to your clients who already listen to you, I'll be ashamed. There was a time I took the easy path, I took the dirty path, and I sold some Herbalife supplements. I did one batch, you know, sold them all with ease because I had authority with my clients. And after it, I felt dirty and I could not scrub the dirt off me in the shower no matter how hard I tried. Uh, I'd been tainted by the Herbalife bug. And a month later, I recalled it all. I said, I said to everyone that like I made a mistake. Um, I didn't believe the products were as good as I thought they were. I refunded everyone what they'd paid for the supplements. And that was it, and I was done with Herbalife. But do you know what led me to easily fall into that trap? Lack of core values. And that's where I started looking at core values differently. And a core value I picked up since then, the core value that we have at our gym, that we make every decision on, is the first decision is, if we're gonna add anything to our training or nutrition protocol, the first thing we have to ask now is, um, will this enhance the results? and or the experience for our clients and if it's an if it's um you know if it's not a yes to at least one of those it's a no and you know if i'd had that core value in place before i could have easily said okay herbalife is this gonna really add to my client results um is it gonna add to the experience or will it turn out to be a flop um and the answer was clearly no it was not helping their experience and especially not when i had to do a recall and um, maybe you know bruise my trust with them a little bit, and it definitely didn't help the results because well because it's Herbalife. So and that's all I'm going to say on the matter. <laughs> I don't want a lawsuit on my hands. So the core value after now, if we get pitched, or or even better, if my team get pitched, right? Because my managers or my team they might not know as much as me. 
I'm, I'm ashamed to say, like, I, I took the bait and I knew what I was doing was wrong because it didn't go against, it went against my beliefs. But, but a team member of mine might not necessarily know that and they might make a decision like that thinking it's out of integrity. So whenever an opportunity comes up like that or, or someone has an idea about something, we now get together and we look, we, we pass it through our core values test. So now if we were pitched Herbalife, you know, six, seven, eight years on, now we would come to that question, is it gonna enhance our client's results? And we'd unanimously say, well, no, it isn't. And that would mean, okay, then sorry, Herbalife rep, we cannot do this. It does not align with our core values, but we wish you all the best. And it really, and, and also, you know, further to that, think about internal to the company. Your core values are also how we, um, our, our core values are how we hire people. We hire people based on core values. We train people on our core values. So our developmental system is based on, on the core values and helping our team to um, embody and live those values and share them with our clients because we're training our team members to be future leaders, right? We want our trainers to someday manage a new gym for us or help us expand. And we can't have them manage somewhere unless they really embody our core values and have been indoctrinated in them. And we also fire and promote on, on core values, right? So a lot of companies out there, you'll see that their culture is quite poor because they reward or promote people simply on the time people have been there. I know companies that um, an employee has been there in the company for say two years and they demand a pay rise. Now their quality of work has not improved one bit, right? Uh, because no one's measuring that in most companies. But they say, I've been here longer, so I deserve a pay rise now. And a lot of employees are entitled like that. They think they deserve more because they've been there longer. <laughs> they think they deserve more because they haven't quit. And a lot of, it's amazing, a lot of CEOs and business owners give pay rises on this. And it's absolutely, and it, and it hits them 10 years down the line when they've got people in 10 years, they're now paying 50% extra to who have not increased one bit of value to the company. So we do not, what we wanna promote our team members, we wanna reward them, but we don't do it based on things like how long they've been with us, because that's a measure of quantity. We will give bonuses, we will promote people, and we'll fire people or suspend them if you have to based on the quality of what they do. And the quality of what they do is outlined and defined clearly in our core values. So, you know, we, we won't give someone a bonus just for turning up to all their sessions to teach, right? That's, well, that's your job. You're meant to do that, right? You shouldn't be entitled to do that. But we will give our trainer a bonus if they meet our core values of being the best part of our client's day, creating a wow experience, helping the company become more profitable. If they do these things, we're gonna give them cash bonuses, right? Because they're living the core values and that's what drive, because that's what drives us towards our company vision. And so we also fire, like I said, on core values. So without core values in place, you're not gonna be able to make effective decisions and you're not gonna be able to, and if you can't make decisions, then you can't really be a leader. And to be a business leader, you're going to have to make decisions based on incomplete data. That is something you have to get used to. Most of you don't even get yourselves into those positions or risk going into those situations because you're afraid of having to make big decisions. Do we expand to a new location? Do I fire this person? Do I hire this person? 
even though they're my friend? Do I do this? Do I give a pay rise? Right? You have so many decisions that you avoid having to make because you know you're afraid to make them because you know you won't have the complete data. You won't know all the outcomes. You won't know all the variables, which makes it extremely hard for you to you know, get it right, you think. And you'll, but you'll never have incom- uh, complete data. And real leaders know this. Real entrepreneurs with big things know this. If you want a million pound plus company, you have to know and accept you're never going to have all the information. But what will you always or what could you always have available to you to make decisions? That's right. Core values. So you need to make a list of three to seven core values that will really help you in guiding along most decisions. And you might add to that list later. You might change some things later, but just start with those things. And the final thing is culture. Culture is essentially though, culture is pretty much how you implement and track uh, the core values being implemented and are are they helping you get towards the vision, right? So um, pretty much like the culture would be you know, because you might write these things down and say, we're going to be the best part of our client's day. Great. And then you'll probably leave that piece of paper on your vision board somewhere and then never go back to it ever again. How do you know? And, you, and you've actually got two types of culture to create. Uh, well, it's one, but it branches off into two. You've got a culture for your clients, like the client experience. There should be a, like a family, community, tribal-like culture in your facility that they love coming to. And you also need like um, a business culture and that's for your team members. So do your team members love coming to work for you? Because you've got to retain clients, of course, but it's more important that you retain team members because when you retain team members, they'll retain the clients. So, So basically you want to make sure that there's a culture in place and you have core values that make you a great place to work for. Are you meeting the needs of your employees or staff members? Are you giving them growth? Are you helping them develop in life? Is your company serving them? Because that's what it needs to do. Your company needs to be a value-producing machine. And the culture is where you tell your team members, hey, these are the core values we have as a team. And they're probably going to be very similar to what you have as a client, right? You know, we, we have, for example, cont- we believe in continued learning and always being coachable. We believe in, um, it, you know, feeling good about the, the, des- the journey, not just the destination and stuff like that. And um, when you build a good cl- culture like that, your team are going to love working for you. Not only that, but more trainers will want to work for you and you'll have a pipeline. You'll have a queue of trainers like waiting to get a job with you, which is going to raise your brand profile a lot. It's also going to make your team members work better and shape up because they know they can be replaced now if there's a list of people waiting to get their job. And of course, if you have a good culture, they, they shouldn't want to leave. They should be inspired to come and do their best work. So. There's a culture for your clients and a culture of experience for your team members. And again, you, the culture is pretty much are you impl- how you implement those core values systematically. You can't just talk about doing something, right? You've got to put a system in place to do it. So when you have this meeting with your team and say, hey guys, like we have this core value for our clients, right? Maybe a core value for your client culture is we want to you know, know everyone on first name basis, like make it feel like family. Maybe the, maybe the culture is it's a family here. Okay, so, so what's, how, would you, how would you know 
that it feels like a family. Well, you'd know everyone's name, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd guess you'd know everyone's name in your family. So if that's something you, you believe in, then you'd go to your team and say, right guys, what's our system for knowing everybody's name? How are you gonna memorize everybody's name? And think of a way to do that, right? And then basically, uh, you wanna, culture is also about tracking this. So we, for example, um, do monthly surveys across our gym. So we'll put a survey, an anonymous survey out, that is anonymous for the client to fill, fill out. And we'll ask them questions that tell us if the core values are being met or not, like if they feel they're being met. So we might say, for example, if that's one of our core values was treated like family, the system or the culture would be, we need a system to know everybody's name. Then the end of the month survey would then ask the process. One of the questions on the survey would be like, do you feel like everyone knows your name and do you feel connected and part of a family here? Or, or maybe it could be like on a, on a scale of one to 10. How connected do you feel everyone knows you and, and about you? And if we get you know nine and 10 great scores across the board, then it gives us a good enough indication that the core, the core values are being met and demonstrated and therefore we have a good culture. But if you're not getting good scores, you know you're gonna have a negative toxic culture. So it's core, it's vision, core values, and culture, VCVC. And as I hope you can see from this short podcast that how getting this in place really starts to eliminate so many problems that you're dealing with now. There, of course, there are practical steps and things we can do to, um, you know, fix problems immediately. But a lot of the time, it that's like putting a Band-Aid on when really you need surgery and get deeper into the problem. So the VCVC is your surgery, it's your business surgery. If you wanna find out more about that, like I said, it's just one of the modules in our program. Um, it's, we go heavily into this and help you develop your company vision, help you develop core values. We help you develop a company culture. We, we give you all our systems and processes for doing all of these things I've talked about. And this is what our FitPro clients do all the time. And they see as soon as they build this in and they stop trying to avoid it or work around it, and stop trying to put band-aids on when they need surgery and, and kind of hit reset on their business and do things properly from the ground up. So many problems go away, but also so much growth happens as well. Their clients love it more, their team love it more, retention is never a problem ever again. Everyone's excited, everyone's inspired, everyone knows where they're going and things start happening for you. Vision, core values, culture. Every Fortune 500 company in the world, I guarantee, go and look at their website. They will tell you their vision and their core values on their website. Okay? And, and a lot of fit pros tell me, oh, that vision, core value stuff, yeah, I've heard about that. That's for those giant Fortune 500 companies. No, 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 no. It's not for those companies. It's what made them Fortune 500 companies among other things, but it mostly got them there. You will not get to that level if you don't stand for something more than just making money and fixing problems. Anyway, I'm gonna wrap it up there. I'm gonna go into a meeting now, uh, but I hope you enjoyed this. And again, if you wanna find out more about our mentorship, again, it, it's one of the, I think it's the most comprehensive program out there with the most in-person coaching uh, available. You get one-to-one -one mentoring, you get weekly group mentoring, we get regular um, live masterminds and two retreats each year, all included um, in the investment. And it and, and, and actually comes to um, about 360 pounds a month. That's all it is. So it's super affordable for any trainer as well. Anyway, 
If you want to find out more about that, go to justindevonshire.com forward slash EBB. Let's echo Bravo Bravo. EBB dash mastermind. And you'll find the link below the podcast anyway. So this has been Justin Devonshire. Hope that helps you. I'd love to get your feedback. I'd love it for you if you dropped a review for this podcast on, on Google Podcasts or on iTunes. That would mean so, so much to me. That would be awesome. And that would really help us um, get this podcast to more people. So thanks so much. And I'll catch you again very soon.